if anybody is known the channel for as well as we've been going, I they know that I rant constantly about the sport that I love, which is baseball, and how unbelievably frustrating the sport can be in actually just getting their players out there and advertising and everything you could possibly think about as far as what a sport should do. And if you want to know what a sport should do, look at the NBA or, you know, NFL. Uh, don't look at hockey and don't look at baseball for the love of all things holy because they have no idea what they're doing. They absolutely do not. I, I've ranted about this so many times that it hurts my soul to keep doing it, but I keep doing it because I hope to God that at one point some executive hears this and goes, we're dumb. We need to change this because they are. They're stupid. They're absolutely dumb. They're ridiculous. Ah, God, it's so angry. I'm so angry when I talk about <laughs> baseball and how their advertising is just so garbage. It's just unbelievable. I've talked so much. I've talked endlessly about how they could fix it. Go watch our videos if anybody is interested in like trying to understand why baseball sucks and not not that it sucks. I'm not saying the sport sucks. I love baseball with all my heart. Why their advertising department sucks and why they are just trying their very best to lose young fans. The bleeding. And, bleeding the next generation. God. Oh, my God. It's just so stupid. And honestly, I was going to say, basically, one of the things that I think is the only saving grace for Major League Baseball is all of these young players that are just dominating and have a swagger and at least somewhat of a social media presence. Not spectacular it's not as great as like nba players or you know nfl players at all or even uh you know football players worldwide um no it doesn't have that far of a reach but they at least have some presence on social media one of them being tatis jr um right there for the padres super young great talent signed to a massive deal for the padres a team that's not been very good over the years so it's good to see them finally being good you have Shoei Itani that we talked about who's 26 years old and is dominating you have uh, Bichetti uh, for the uh, Blue Jays, who's not even the best player on his own team, which is Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who I loved Vladdy uh, when he was playing, and then now his kid is dominating and is just awesome and unbelievable and one of the best hitters in baseball. So that's something. Tim Anderson, too. Yeah, you got Tim Anderson, who's a young talent, who's like kind of brought a swagger to the White Sox, who are a really up-and-coming team and who I think have a good shot this year. Um, I thought Tim Anderson was older. That's funny. I just feel like like I've heard his name for so long. He's like 28, I think. So he's he's been on the Sox, like playing for the Sox for like three or four years now. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Relatively youngish. A a little younger. Then you have uh, Acuna uh, Jr., who's also amazing for a team that also hasn't been very good in a while, which is the Braves. Um, which is awesome. You have Baez for the Cubs, who have been who's been great. Um, you just have a lot of these young, talented players. Mookie Betts um, is pictured on the screen for the Dodgers. Uh, it's just so many good young players that are f- hopefully going to bring a younger audience to the sport because the sport's trying everything in its power to just rid its younger audience away. And that's why we keep having arguments about unwritten rules in baseball, which is the dumbest oh thing God. on the planet. Yeah, the urinator. God, yeah. It's just listening, listening to Danny just say, oh, my God, is exactly why everybody is frustrated with baseball and why I'm arguing and ranting about this. It's just so frustrating to watch because it's so ridiculous. And I honestly hope to God that Titi Jr. and Guerrero and Otani and what they're all doing this year 
is able to bring some kind of excitement out of the younger crowd to baseball because it is a sport that I love and I love the ins and outs. I love all of the chess matches that go on and people don't really realize how crazy of a chess match the game really is until you really know everything that's happening. Um, and so I'm hope to God that they're saving the sport, but it's so freaking frustrating to listen to baseball every single year, just try their very best to not have fans so <laughs> yeah and I, I talked about this um so I, I won't i won't repeat too many of the points that i had but um i went to the i went to the white Sox game obviously the hometown like a little um i think it was a couple of weeks ago or whatever and obviously i had this podcast on my mind and thinking about what we we're going to be talking about and the number one thing that i noticed was the in-game experience when we we're actually there was pretty much a perfect uh, a perfect representation of what we're talking about they should bring to TV but they haven't which is they had I mean like obviously there's things that don't don't come through on uh, the TV broadcast you got like the in between you have like the music and everything that people are playing when they're in commercial breaks things like that but the parts that they did have that were always really cool and I don't really see on TV too much is like okay when you have different people coming up they're playing the top moments of um like the top moments of like the white Sox history or whatever they're replaying like uh burley's like uh burley's like perfect game, perfect game. Yeah. yeah showing that Wayne up there Wise. yeah catch. yeah yep. the catch they're showing all that it's like really well edited really well cut video and everything it's super dramatic they have it up on there they're filling the time in between they're like making it so that the boring parts where they're waiting for things to happen aren't really so boring when you're on the TV and the medium that most people are accepting all of it, you're getting, you know, ads. And I get that. That's part of it. Obviously, you're going to have that. But, like, there's so much time in a TV broadcast for them to bring in things like that or, like, how we always talk about, like, the sports science side of it yep. and more analytics on, like, what the players are actually doing. The significance of what you're actually seeing on screen is never illustrated. It's never demonstrated the right way. And a lot of the things I'm talking about and that we talked about before on the podcast we're at the game. So they know this is happening. At least the stadium itself, like they know that what people want and they have some sort of idea for that. And it's just not making it to TV, whether that be the TV rights, whether that be the contracts or whatever. And there's just like, it just feels so rigid. It feels so bland because it feels like they're bringing out the same things all the time. And they're like afraid to take creative steps because of their audience being so entrenched and generally older. And they want the same thing. And, you know, comfortability and familiarity is a big thing. But it was sad to see because eventually you're going to have to flip that switch and those people are going to start moving on and you need to actually hold your ground in a young audience. And that was the craziest part is we talked about all these things and it's great. And you could talk about all you want, but it was there and it was actually really fun. Um, and needless to say, uh, like the gambling side of it, I like bet on a game that was there as well. So that was kind of fun. Um, that made, and I ended up winning the bet. Uh, I think it was for seven strikeouts when... Um, Oh my gosh, uh, the pitcher, his last name starts with a G. Giolito, yes. He made yeah, that, and killer. he pitched one more inning than I thought he was going to. So, yeah, that part's obviously going to make the game more fun and why it's uh, pretty popular. But everything else um, besides that, there's so much room for that, and they don't take advantage of it. But that goes back to our same points. They just already exist. Um, it happened, so, yeah. Well, and people... And people don't understand, like I said, the chess match and stuff that happens. Like at one point in the game that I was watching with my dad, the Cubs were playing and uh, Jason Hayward, the, the ball was hit to the outfield and the guy rounded first and looked at Jason Hayward 
and Jason Hayward had picked up the ball and was like, and the guy basically turned and didn't go to second. He could have, he definitely could have, he didn't go to second. Then what happened is, you know, then the next play, somebody hits a single, the guy rounds second, goes to third. Then, uh, you know, then the inning ends up being where they get out of the inning with a man stranded on first and third. None, neither guy scored. The difference that people don't realize, which again, they could show in like sports science type stuff or just things or little comments or stuff. The reason why that man did not score from third is because the uh, uh, Jason Hayward has an unbelievable arm and threw it and could throw it all the way from, you know, wherever it does. It doesn't matter. And the runner didn't want to test it. And that's why he didn't advance the second. If the runner had advanced the second, he because the you know the right fielder wasn't as dangerous as the thrower, he would have been home, and that would have been an extra run that would have been against the Cubs on that next single that was hit because the guy ended up going to third. He would have ended up going home instead. So literally, just simply because the guy knew that Jason Hayward was out there in right field and had an arm and wasn't going to test it is the reason why the the Cubs got out of the inning without a run scored. That's the type of stuff that happens in baseball that people don't realize. Like it's just they don't highlight it, they don't talk about it, they don't really reference it when it happens. And it's things like that that would bring people in that would go, oh yeah, that's pretty crazy. Like I didn't know Jason Howard has that kind of arm. And it's like, yeah, he has such an arm that the guy didn't even want to test him because he knew that he was going to lose. Like that's the type of stuff that you need to talk about and bring in a more hype to the game. So yeah, just, sorry, that was just another rant little bit mini rant about this because it's just frustrating and it happens and every every like time that a topic pops up you know i just go wonder why this isn't getting talked about enough and it's like yeah well that's why yeah no definitely yeah 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 this is what i'm talking about is the simple fact like they could show a previous throw by jason hayward where he gunned a guy down from right field to second base and then be like, yeah, this is why that guy's not testing him. And then you'd be like, wow, that's pretty cool. And then then be like, yeah, thank God Jason Hayward uh, is out there because he saved the guy from running the second. And otherwise, you you know, you would have scored on that hit and you would have been like, wow, yeah, that's actually pretty crazy. That's that's insane. That literally just his presence alone in the outfield is what stopped that run from scoring. And you're like, yeah, it's pretty great. That's what happens all the time. <laughs> like, it's just so stupid. It's just so dumb, and that's what they need to talk about. So, yeah. That's my again, if you want to hear my full rants, go watch our YouTube videos because it's I rant nonstop for like ten minutes straight about it. And I, at one point, I think we actually put out a video where I said I fixed the I fixed baseball's advertising problems, and I hundred percent do. And so go watch that if you're really interested too, because I fully go into why or how they could fix it in such an easy manner. And they don't because they're baseball and they need to get rid of their commissioner because he's just bringing the sport down. So Manfred, for the love of God, if you're, if you somehow hear this, just retire, just retire, <laughs> quit, whatever you got to do, step, you step down. I don't care. Just leave. Go yeah. away. I mean, they're just, they're doing the classic thing that uh, a lot of different companies will do where they're buying into short term and they want to bite into that, you know, that audience they still have, still take advantage of it. But they just got to bite the bullet at some point and like really lean into, okay, we're going to take some like some short-term losses here. You're going to get boomers on Facebook and stuff. Like, man, I hate how they do that. They didn't used to be like that. You just got to eat it. You just got to eat it for right now. It's got to happen. It's a transition. Yep. It's going to be painful and then move on to it. 
Baseball is a snooze fest to watch on TV. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, yep. that's the problem. And they need to have they need to have a uh, um you just dude ask like get Mark Burley to figure out how the baseball should like time their things because Mark Burley used to pitch games and they'd yeah, be like two hours super quick. Yeah, and like it was enjoyable because you were watching a great pitcher pitch a game quickly and you're like, wow, I didn't know pitchers could pitch this quickly. And you're like, yeah, they could. They just don't. So well, make they, that they introduced that one rule a couple of years ago, but it really hasn't cut down. Yeah, that much. where they would. Yeah, and they now yeah the amount of mound visits because uh, well the Cubs pretty much were the reason why that happened because uh, they were you know uh, what's his name Joe Man would visit the mound all the time because he would switch batters after like one hit. The guy would like he would he'd bring in a pitcher to pitch against one hitter because he was good against lefties or he was good against this situation. And then the hitter would like he would strike him out and then he'd change pitchers for the next hitter. Like it was he was that kind of crazy about it. So they actually stopped the amount of mound visits that you can take to like go to talk to the pitcher. But they need to put a pitch count on. They need to stop this whole thing where pitchers spend, you know, a full minute trying to figure out what they're going to throw. And then a batter has to call time. And then we all sit there and go, oh, here we go. We got to wait. So get rid of that. Make, you know, bring some sports science into the game live when it's happening. So that way, you know, in that downtime, because it's football literally happens for eight seconds. And then there's like a minute in between each play that minute that happens in between each play there's highlights there's you know there's references to players there's stats thrown on the screens there's you know all kinds of there's sports science type stuff throw that stuff in there put that on in between pitches and stuff we don't need to sit there and stare at a guy think about what he's going to throw for two minutes and then decide and then the batter go time and then fix his gloves and we all go all right, well, this at bat's going to take 10 minutes because we can't get through it. Like, it's just, and then he throws over to first, and then you're like, all right, let's reset again. Like, it's just, for the love of God, just change it up. Do something different than just straight. Yeah, it's funny you say that, actually. I don't remember the last time I saw that, um, like, that that overhead view or whatever, like, just basically drawing on the screen or whatever for baseball. Like, if you're looking out in the outfield, like, oh, okay, like, here, circling him here. Okay, like, you can see he's in position. He's ready. They're, they they don't want to hit to his area. They don't want to be in his area. They know he has the arm. I don't remember the last time I've seen that. I see that in football no. literally every play. Yeah. you. <laughs> they will talk about They will talk about why a, a, a quarterback <laughs> is not throwing to that side of the court, you know, field because of a certain corner. They highlight that. They don't talk about that in baseball. Like I said, I literally looked over at my dad and was like, yeah, Jason Hayward has an arm and that's why they're not testing him right there. And he literally saved a run. And that's like, that's what we're talking about. That's the type of crap that people need to see. Like, it's just, oh, it's just so frustrating. Yeah. Do something, change it up, change the angles for love of God. Like I said, football literally happens in an eight second period. And then there's a minute of downtime in between a play. How is it still that football is way more exciting than baseball, despite that happening? I have the answer. (laughs) The White Sox did it a couple years ago, and they just need to continuously do it. Just have Bill Walton announce the game for absolutely no reason. (laughs) Bill Walton was definitely high as can be and was (laughs) announcing the White Sox game for some reason. And it was entertaining, to say the least. Dude, I, I got to tell you, on that same vibe, I so we all know who Harry Carey is in Chicago. We all have heard Harry Carey before. 
have you ever heard an actual game called by Harry Carey, like a casual game? No. <laughs> oh my dude. I I was watching I was watching this game with my dad because it was on late and it was uh oh god, it was like one of those like classic games where Harry Carey was the, this dude, I'm sixth inning. It was probably the sixth inning. The guy was like or Harry Carey literally was like, Man, that guy's great hit. He's <laughs> He's from like Mexico and he's like and then his partner's like actually he's from Spain. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like it's just like way more way I'm like dude, I want to have a last dude just just like yelling was, some things out. He was like inning inning 8, he was like plastered. This dude's hammered back there just, trying to announce. Just like, makes me think of the the SpongeBob thing again. It's like I saw you on TV last night. <laughs> Bye, Brain Flakes. Honestly, it was just so it was great. I was like, man, I see why Harry Carey is a legend because this man is literally hammered, and it's like the eighth <laughs> inning, and like it's like just it's spewing just, nonsense. It's just so great. <laughs> just be, he would just say stuff. He'd be like. Sammy, holy cow! And you're like, this man is so he's just so entertained and he's so drunk. It's so great. And uh like it's just oh man. And then at like one point the camera flashes to like a you know a pretty good looking chick in the audience, and he's just like, You had a great fan out in the audience there. Wow. And you're just like, Harry is 100 percent pointing out the hot chick in the crowd. Oh my god, it's just, it was so great. I was like, man, I could see why Harry Carey was a legend, because this dude was, like, this dude makes me want to drink with him watching the game. Like, oh man, it's just, baseball, fix your crap. I don't I don't know what to tell you, man. Just, yeah, get, literally get me in the freaking front office. I can literally fix baseball's advertising <laughs> in such a quick, like, 15-minute pitch, but it's never going to happen, because baseball's stupid and dumb, and, yep. you know, here we are. <laughs> 